Welcome, welcome, welcome. As promised on the Films of the Year podcast, I'm going to quickly run through my TV shows of the year. If you've not listened to the Films of the Year episode yet, go and listen to that. That's the main one. I'm literally going to dart through these really quickly. So that's the main one. Go back and listen to that. But yeah, let's drop the theme tune, buddy piece, and get into my my TV shows of the year. Because again, the reason I've done this is it was a year for TV, man. There was a, <laughs> We lost our cinemas and we lost a lot of films and we gained a lot of time at home. So yeah, let's drop that theme. Right, as said, this is going to be a mini episode and I'm really conscious. I'm, I'm worried I'm going to go through too fast, but also I know that I ramble on. So I think if I take my time at all, we could be in trouble. These aren't in any order. The same with the films of the year. They aren't in any order, but I would say the first three are probably... No, there's three, four, five... No, there's loads. They're, oh, they're, they're really good. But the first two then are my actual TV shows of the year. And the first one, probably my show of the year, is Babylon Berlin. My God, it's amazing. Um, I'm running out of battery, actually. This this might end. It's a German show where I've been in North America. It's on Netflix out here. In the UK, I believe it's on like Sky Box Sets or Sky Atlantic or something, maybe on Now TV. But it's amazing. It's one of the best bits of... It's taken from books, some like award, like legendary books, but it's all set... It's set in between the two, the two world wars and it's set in a police department, essentially. And the two lead characters are two of the best characters I've ever seen. Their performances, the writing is amazing, the twists and turns... The nods to classic cinema that are are throughout are amazing. The nods to, obviously, points in history. It's really good. It's, yeah, I just can't recommend it enough. There's not that much to to tell you. It makes me think of The Wire in that you're like, it's just about the kind of police and the criminals, but it's really good. I can't tell you much more than that, but it's, it's amazing. Yeah, I recommend it highly. The other one that I would say, I said, are my top two is I May Destroy You. Wow. Michaela Cole has been on here twice, and at those points, I've been saying that she's a fucking icon and the future of of the creative arts, and I May Destroy You just firm that up more and more. It was so beautifully written and so intricate and so tackling such complex subjects head-on um, and ag- aggressively in places. It's essentially about consent, but it kind of weaves three or four different stories of consent. Not like they're different, like all the same group of friends and there's the lead story continues throughout, but different variations and different judgments and calls and it does it somehow without seeming preachy or accusatory or attacking um but also without pulling any punches it's fucking amazing yeah 
it's great. So they're my main two. Before I go on to all the rest, I want to qu- quickly say the thing that I've watched the most this year is David Earl's Twitch channel. I think I've g- g- genuinely watched, watched more of that than I have Netflix. Um, I started off, David Earl, I've known him for years. I was a fan of a character he does called Brian Gittins and a character he does called Combo. So when he started doing them on Twitch, I was like, I'll give that a look. He had Combo playing Sims and Brian Gittins playing Resident Evil. And he'd do them as series. So it's a continuing story. He'll go on for an hour every day or a couple of hours. And they remain on there. Then, just as David Earl, he started playing FIFA as the manager of Crawley Town. He's got these characters in there. There's there's a family called the Tucker Smiths. So he creates a manager called Gary Tucker Smith. And then he plays that. And honestly, the drama... I I joke with him about it because you couldn't write it. Like, the end of his League One season and his championship season end with more drama than any TV show I've seen this year. And he couldn't, like, it's not planned. He's playing a computer game. So, yeah, I wanted to give a shout-out out to that because you can literally go and start all those journeys, I believe, on his Twitch channel. It's, it's like David Earl. It's twitch.com slash David, or twitch.tv slash David Earl, I think. And he's got them on there as little, like, you can choose them and go and start at the beginning. But... I recommend them. I think they're amazing. And also, if you're watching live, I'm often in the chat there. I watch every episode of the Crawley Town journey. He's just started regular sumo wrestling watching episodes. Um, so, yeah, I'm regularly about as well. So you can come. And the community there is amazing. I'm genuinely a big fan of 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 Flossie, of Arseface, of, of all the people... J of all the people in the in in the chat box that are watching live and I get to see him interact with anyway back to the TV shows next up is Ted Lasso um, I was so pleased to see this get all the love it deserved I tuned in because my mate Brett Goldstein's in it and often you'll tune into stuff that your mates are in aware that it might be a bit shit and this was a comedy TV show about football in England about an American guy Andy Sadikas Jason Sadikas I don't know how to say his name um, coming and becoming the manager of an English football team and I thought if Dream Team is anything to go by this ain't going to be great Um, there's probably a reason there's not been another football show since Dream Team so I went in Excited to see my friend, but re- ready to be polite about it. And it was bl- it was an absolute joy. I think the timing worked as well because it was a genuinely just lovely and positive film during a pandemic. When ev- not film, a t- TV show, when everyone needed a bit of positivity. But it was great to see it come out and then gradually build and build and build. And then in America, like James Gunn tweeting about it and everyone just going cr- crazy about this adorable football show so yeah that's there next up is mystic quest raven's banquet on apple tv so they're both of these actually are on apple tv and mystic quest i was watching it because i was meant to be having rob from always sunny 
on my podcast to talk about this before before hey uh hello distraction pieces listeners uh this is producer buddy peace just checking in um this is uh, an an invite from pip to check in i'm not just uh taking liberties with my editing time and installing myself on a, on a podcast without any permission i would never dream of doing that that would be outrageous and you'd have every right to complain and uh, make some noise about it but um yeah as promised at the start of the episode pip's recorded did indeed run out of batteries as he will come in and say in a sec um but what pip did mention to me is that i, I could come in and uh, you know mention that and you'll hear that. But uh, also, just to wish you all the, the very best in all the powers I have for the forthcoming year. Who knows what it holds? But as I've been sort of saying towards the end of last year, I feel like we've got something of a suit of armour, be it, you know, a bit tired and weary at the moment. But I feel like whatever comes this year, we're in a pretty decent position to to withstand and endure and you know whatever other words to describe what we have to go through this year but um yeah anyway that there is uh positivity and um hope ahead I, I know it and i'm confident of it and i wish you all the best for it and all the best of luck and i hope last year didn't you know hit you too hard and um let's soldier forth and uh you can you can count on the distraction pieces podcast for continue goodness because there is some amazing stuff ahead let me assure you anyway the point of this was to just tell you that Pip's batteries run out and he came home and um continued at home from the comfort of his own house that was it and uh at risk of uh, extending this podcast any longer um yeah bests from me and uh we'll probably speak soon but in the meantime let me hand you back to scroobius pip okay hi guys as i predicted I mentioned that my, my my battery was low. It ran out. So I'm now back in my Airbnb and I will quickly r- run through the rest of this list. As I was mentioning, Mythic Quest on Apple TV, I loved it. It's a game developing company. They've developed, they've made a game called Mythic Quest that's kind of a World of Warcraft and they're, they're going through the bugs and living it all out. It's amazing. Every character, genuinely, I fell in love with and found hilarious. So fantastic speech speaking of developments and sci-fi type computery stuff devs was next up what a beautiful tv series um it's futuristic it's very high concept it's again about a development company but it's not a comedy and it's looking at some real big quandaries in the future of of what we can do i won't say too much it's mind-blowing it rightfully got raved about but i felt it got overlooked a little bit it's kind of sci-fi but again it's more dealing with huge concepts it's great next up is industry industry blew me away that was one of the ones that maybe might be it'll be right up there as my my favorites i watched it right at the end of the year i think i watched it mainly on on christmas day the bulk of it on, on christmas eve and christmas day maybe or boxing day it's I expected to maybe not like it. I'd heard about it in advance. A pal of mine, Ed Lilly, was was one of the 
the directors and we caught up for a coffee a little bit before he started on this he, he was just considering accepting it or had just accepted it and it's set in london and it's all about the people in the 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 financial industry and stocks and that kind of thing and they're the kind of people that i generally can't stand but the story is from elena dunham the story and most importantly the characters and performances they're just amazing it's really good it feels like i heard that was the show and i wasn't expecting it to feel like um skins or atlanta or or one of these genuinely energetic and young feeling pieces all of the lead performances there's kind of i guess four lead performances as the young kind of interns maybe five i guess six there's a load but kind of the main yeah i guess the main four they're just such star making performances man all of them are just going to be absolute superstars in the future um yeah, I was genuinely considering they're all characters that probably in real life I would absolutely despise. I loved all of them, and big shout out to 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 uh, to Harry Lorty, who I had a Christmas a Boxing Day a Zoom call with my family, and me and my uncle were talking about, "Oh, what shows have you watched?" And he mentioned industry. I was like, yeah, I loved it. And he was like, that young blonde lad, he was amazing. And weirdly, the day before, Harry, I agreed with him, but weirdly the day before, or maybe that day, because I posted it on Boxing Day, yeah. That day, Harry had reached out to say, I'm a fan of the podcast. And he came and got a pod Bible off me at King's Cross Station on his way to go and film industry. So, mad. But yeah, absolutely fantastic show. And it's on... BBC player. Next up, Queen's Gambit. I don't need to say much about this. Everyone raved about it. The performances are beautiful. The direction is beautiful. The story is beautiful. It's on Netflix. Who knew that you'd be enjoying a show about chess so much this year? I feel like I'm spending half the podcast saying, as mentioned, this is going to be a mini one. I'm going to sh- sh- shoot through them. But yeah, Queen's Gambit is just, it felt flawless. Next up is Small Axe on BBC iPlayer or Amazon in America. Um, now, this is a tough one because it's technically f- five f- f- films, but they're a series and they're all from St- Steve McQueen and they're all true stories of different events in kind of, I think, between the 60s and I guess the nine, the 80s, early 90s in black communities in the UK. The casts are absolutely amazing. The stories are amazing. The direction is amazing. It all just felt so vital. Absolutely amazing. So there's five of them. The reason they're short films rather than a series, I think, is because they're standalone stories and they just, they're, they're as long as, as they need to be. Like one of them's two hours, one's like 45 minutes. But yeah. They're fantastic. Next up, The Boys, Series 2. A lot of you know I love The Boys. The Boys is my favourite comic book. I had um, Garth Ennis, the creator, on the podcast a good few years back. It was my favourite comic book, and then the series came along, and they knocked it out of the park, and Series 2 went up a notch. 
the performance from Anthony Starr as Homelander is just, it's mind-blowing. Next up is The Mandalorian. I thought everyone adored this, and then I saw one person I follow who wasn't a fan, but I just think it's been great. I think Series 2 is great. I think they just... You, you, you know, it is what it is. It's a it's a nostalgia fest. It's these big dramatic standalone episodes with the the through line essentially being Baby Yoda. But series two brought in some amazing people and had some amazing moments that if you're a Star Wars fan, you're like <gasps> like real gasp. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! So yeah. The Mandalorian had to be in there. And man, some of the spin-offs that are to come, as I touched upon in in the films of the year, um, incredibly exciting. Next up is No More j- j- Jockeys. Now, this is the other one that I was saying, like, if I was going to have a top five of this list, it would be Babylon Berlin, I May Destroy You, t- 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 Ted Lasso, Industry, and No More Jockeys. It's a YouTube series shot on Zoom. It's Alex Horn, Mark Watson and Tim Key playing a game that they made up. And it comes out every Friday and it gives me so much joy. I can't even begin to speak and tell you. In fact, I'm recording this, as I said, on New Year's Day. That's a Friday. I've not watched the New Year's Day No More jockeys yet so one of the reasons i'm flying through this is i'm now back at my airbnb i'm no longer in the woods um so i want to watch the latest episode um it's on youtube it's free it's just three mates playing a silly game but there's there's sets sets and it's an ongoing score and it's amazing so go and start it at the beginning and absolutely adore it um next up is breeders Binged all of this in like two days and absolutely adored it. I know there's a series two on the way. Yeah. I don't know what what else to really tell you about that other than it's fantastic. It's about two parents, but it's very modern feeling. It's very honest feeling. They're quite sweary and irreverent and... I don't know, it just, I, I loved it. I think I've had a few people I've recommended it to who found it a bit too sweary and a little bit f- offensive, but yeah, I loved it. In fact, I'm now wondering, it was, I'm panicking that it was last year. I'm sure it was this year, but because I had Daisy Haggard on at the end of last year, who's in it, uh, this might be a disqualification there. I'm pretty sure it was this year. But if not, I apologise. It's amazing. Go and watch it. Next up is Raised by Wolves. And this is something that I was excited that as soon as I was getting back into North America, it was going to be on because I knew it it wasn't going to be in the UK for a bit. It's now been on in the UK. That's why it qualifies. I've disqualified a few shows that have only been on over here because this is largely a British podcast. So um, The Good Lord Bird may have made it in my list. Um, There was another one can't think but anyway raised by wolves is ridley scott it's travis your boy from vikings it's neve algar again who featured prominently in the films of the year list and it's amazing it's this mad sci-fi it's ridley scott 
back doing sci-fi or not back but but doing a sci-fi series and i loved it it looks beautiful the world they build is beautiful the the, the mullets are super beautiful um yeah it's great next up we've got th- th- three left next up is gangs of london i loved it i raved about it when it came out and i had like two people say you've been paid to do this it's fucking shit and i couldn't disagree more it's Corin Hardy, it's um, Gareth Evans, um, who made the raid. It's so many amazing people. It's Paparissi Adu, previous guest. It's Joe Cole, previous guest. So, I loved it. It's this huge action series set in in, in London, and London is London for some reason has never been the the hub of action like. LA has and San Francisco has and New York has but it should be and Gangs of London feels like it could go on to be just huge just the stories that they can tell they ended in a big way that I didn't expect so I don't know where that's going to go but just as a concept it feels like there's so much to do anyway almost over guys two more Hunters on Amazon Prime absolutely loved it um Al Pacino essentially putting together a team of Nazi hunters a while after the war, mainly a Jewish team of Nazi hunters, and they're basically finding all the people, because obviously it's known that a lot of Nazis changed their identity or were given no identities after after World War II. So this is this mad kind of comic book story of a load of Nazi hunters. And yeah, it's as awesome as it sounds. And finally, to round up the 16 is Feel Good. May Martin, previous podcast guest. I adored this show. I thought it was beautiful. It was heartwarming. It's on Channel 4. And then it, I think, it, yeah, it went on to Netflix, didn't it, I think. And then it, everyone went, oh my God, this is amazing. As often happens, things come out in their original place. People are like, oh, that's cool. Then it appears on Netflix and everyone goes, <gasps> This is the best. And they're completely right. It's amazing. Um, so that I said, I, I know this is short. This is just a little b- bonus. I wasn't going to do it. But a few people after I did that post said, I'd like to hear you talk about them a little bit. Um, so yeah, go and listen. If you've not listened to the Films of the Year podcast, I'm disgusted in you because that's the main one. I almost didn't do this because I didn't want to detract from the Films of the Year. But um, there we go. Here it is. I've got some amazing guests coming up. Of, of, of this year i've recorded all of january's episode i think and adored them all so uh yeah you've got some treats i'm not going to tell you too much but they're wonderful all right i will happy new year again i mean this is like the second episode of the year now and at the end so i've probably said that a million times and not realized but yeah hope you're all well and i hope you enjoy come and tell me about any of these the films of the year that you enjoy or the tv shows of the year that you enjoy and tell me about ones that i might enjoy the annoying thing on the film no i'm not going to go into it a lot of you will know the annoying things on the films of the year one is that people see the 16 and then tell me oh you should have seen this when i did see it but it didn't make my list so i post the whole list as well so it gets anyway it annoys me i'm being i'm being picky and moody i'm gonna go and watch no more jockeys and then finish off yesterday's david l twitch stream 
All right, guys. Thank you very much. You're all beautiful, and I will see you soon. Ta-ta. You've been listening to Scroobius Pip's Distraction Pieces.